Hello, my name is Andrew Gary, and welcome to Seismic Sound Off In-Depth Conversations in Applied Geophysics. SEG President-elect Anna Shaughnessy joins the podcast to highlight her 2020 honorary lecturer tour, Developing a Successful Career in Geophysics Today. In this timely discussion, Anna shares her insights on navigating your career in a transitional industry, how to stay relevant no matter your discipline, actions to take to set up for a successful career, and offers the key to choosing your career field. It doesn't matter if you are a student, early career, or experiencing a career transition, Anna's valuable perspective will offer support and guidance for your professional path. Anna's wide work experience has offered her a great appreciation of geophysics role during the past 40 years. Her unique background and experience provide her with unusual insights into the role of applied geophysics in industry, academia, and society. For the full show notes and the link to Anna's talk on December 1, visit seg.org forward slash podcast. And now for our conversation. So Anna, your upcoming honorary lecture tour is a unique one titled Developing a Successful Career in Geophysics Today. I cannot imagine a more timely topic. I imagine that you put together, though, this lecture before COVID. So how has the worldwide pandemic impacted this talk? Well, uh, I guess the good news is that I didn't give this talk in January because some of the advice I would have given them might look a little different today. Uh, the COVID pandemic has certainly uh, affected all of us. And uh, in January, I would not have suggested that uh, learning how to run effective virtual meetings would be key for your career. But now certainly Zoom etiquette and remote meeting techniques are, are really, really important. But there's also another big change since the beginning of the year, and that's the downturn of, in the oil and gas industry. So we've seen a lot of geophysical colleagues uh, lose their jobs, and a lot of students uh, basically don't see the same employment opportunities that they might have seen a year ago. Yeah, I mean, that's the pandemic is certainly impacting many fields, and geophysics is, is not immune from that. So... As students and even early career professionals look ahead in the industry, what do you feel like they should know as they plan their careers? Well, the, this shift in the energy industry has been going on for some time, and it, it's accelerating and it has picked up speed uh, even this year, I would say. And uh, you might have heard BP's announcement just a a month or so ago, where they are actually moving away from being an international oil company to what they call an integrated energy company. And so instead of focusing on producing resources, they are now focused on delivering solutions to its customers, which is quite a change. Um, and we see other companies do the same things, in particular in Europe, actually. So companies like Shell and Equinor are making very similar changes to BP. So there's, there's basically this new strong emphasis on cleaner energy and renewables, which 
I personally think it's very exciting. It means that uh, our new young geophysicists have a, an opportunity to work on in a much more sustainable energy world with uh, new types of solutions, which uh, have a really good feel to them, which I think is 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 really important. You know, if you were starting new in geophysics, what path do you think you would go down? Well, I think here, you know, it's very individual. And so I wouldn't necessarily start by talking about me. I would think about what you're really interested in. Are you interested in academia? Are you interested in industry? Would you like to do research or maybe teach? or just work on a team uh, doing applied geophysics. So where do your talents and interests lie? I mean, that should always be something that's key when you decide on the career to choose. Another thing to think about is what type of geophysics excites you? Does it have to do with seismology? Is it uh, planetary geophysics? Do you want to work more on environmental applications. Um, these are some things that uh, are also really key because you want to be excited when you wake up in the morning and, and going off to work. I think we're also seeing, with this energy transition, we're seeing a lot of new topics and uh, they're being offered in the university. So I would definitely look at courses that are geared towards uh, the energy transition and sustainable energy solutions. So those are kind of two things to think about, where your talents lie and what specific type of geophysics you're interested in. But then you, you also have to remember that there, you have to really add a number of other subjects uh, that you have to become familiar with. You will work on a multidisciplinary team and so you will need to be able to communicate with other members of your team. So it could be that you have to study some engineering. It could also be that you have to study more environmental topics. And then, of course, uh, there's another thing that's becoming very, very important, and that's how we use our digital data. So artificial intelligence and machine learning are also two really important things to consider studying if they're offered in your school. So in, in, in general, I encourage everyone to review the, the types of jobs that are offered as well and see where, where your interests lie and where you can see a fit for yourself. You know, regardless of whatever career path someone ends up deciding, and you've shared some, some unique and amazing opportunities looking ahead, you know, what do you think helps make a candidate competitive in the job market, regardless of whatever specific discipline they go down? You know, th this is a really important question because there are so many things that are key to a successful career that doesn't have anything to do with a specific discipline. So if you're a student, I mean, of course, it's a no-brainer that you have to perform well academically. But you also need to look at taking advantage of any internships. You need to learn how to network. It's good to be engaged in any geophysical chapter or activity that's offered at your school. And if you're in your early career, 
you basically need to raise your hand, you need to volunteer, you need to learn other things, continue to educate yourself, whether it's formal classes or workshops, or whether just volunteering to help a colleague that's uh, doing something a little bit different than you are. Another thing that I think is can be extremely useful is to find a mentor. And I don't necessarily mean your supervisor, but someone potentially outside your group that you can talk to about things that are working well for you, that might not be working so well, and help you and guide you to find sort of solutions that moves you ahead. Another thing that um, I find very important that is to communicate to your supervisor, your advisor, what you really want to do. I've found on many occasions that people assume that they know what you want. It's a form of unconscious bias that isn't necessarily meant to be mean or exclude you for things. But for example, as a woman married to a geophysicist and with kids, there were many times when people assumed that I would never consider a transfer and things like that. So you, you just have to communicate what, what you really want to do. That reminds me a lot of what Eve Sprunt talked about in her book uh, about about that bias and being really clear with your managers about what you want. <laughs> you know, what extracurricular activities set you up particularly for success? Well, you know, I have to admit that there were times in my career that there weren't a lot of extracurricular activities. Life was just so busy with um, my job, my my family, etc. And there were times actually when the only thing that recharged me was to do something for myself. And so it has nothing to do with geophysics, but I always encourage people to have something else that's important to them. For me, it was doing triathlons and it just basically took me away from my daily work and it uh, recharged me. So when you don't have time to do a a lot of other things, make sure you have time for yourself. But then of course, it is really important to network and to uh, get engaged in local SEG chapters or other chapters if they're available. So uh, I think that is um, some of my, my thoughts on that particular question. You know, after someone has, has been able to get that first job, what do you feel are some of those essential steps in, those, in that key next 12 to 18 months to really set themselves up for a successful long-term career? Yeah, I think the first thing is, of course, to understand what your job is and learn it well and do it well. And then once you've done that, you, you need to continue to learn. You need to, I've said it before, raise your hand, ask questions. You need to be a team player. You need to volunteer where you can. You want to be that person that people really enjoy working with because you're there to help and you're supportive, you're, you collaborate and you, you, you're a constructive member of the team. Those are, those are great things to keep in mind. And you had mentioned earlier about being a part of a dual career family. And you know I'm, I'm wondering, 
in addition to what you shared earlier, which was really helpful, what else have you found to be the key to successfully navigate this dynamic? Well, there are a lot of things. And first, let me just say that I have um, been married for 40 years with a geophysicist. We've made six moves from Boston to Dallas, to Saudi Arabia, to Norway, to New Orleans, Houston, and then back to Boston. And I think that the big thing is to think like a team. You can't just think about your own career and your own success, but you have to look at what's best for the family. And that means that you have to always discuss potential scenarios. What are the things that might come up in your future? And what would you do then? And sort of think about it before that opportunity occurs so that when someone, a supervisor asks you, would you be interested in such and such? You've, you've already had time to think about it and you don't have to st start from scratch, but you, you already have a sort of an answer to what you'd like to do. So think as a team, think like a team, work together and make sure it's not just about you, it's about you as a team, as a family. Yeah, that's a, a wonderful response. And I encourage people if they really want to dive more into this to listen to East Front's interview earlier. That was a, a conversation completely focused on dual career families. You know, when I first read the title of your tour and the description of it, my thought just gravitated towards students and young professionals. But if there's someone transitioning or thinking of transitioning later in their career, even, is this lecture relevant to them as well? I would think so. And, and I think that, uh, you know, we have a lot of people right now that will be transitioning because they've lost their jobs. Companies have downsized. So I think that um, some of these tools and techniques and areas that you need to work on from networking to improving your presentation skills to looking at what part of your background and experience can you transfer to maybe a little different type of opportunity. So I, I think so. I think a lot of these things don't have to do with your age. It, it has to do with just common sense and what's needed to be successful in, in a career, whether you're transitioning from one area to another or whether you're just moving forward in your career. So yes, I, I would like to invite people in, in all stages of their career to participate and listen. You know, lastly here, what would you like to leave the listeners with on this idea and on this topic of building a successful career as kind of a, a conclusatory sentence as we wrap up? Well, I think that um, a successful career can look very, very different depending on who you are. And uh, to me, it, it being successful means sort of success in life and to have a balance between career, family, and just the quality of your life. So that to me has always been what a successful career means. 
And I think that means that you have to understand that a career path is seldom straight, very, very seldom does thing, do things happen the way you had planned them. And you just need to embrace the opportunities that come up and, and make the best of them. And uh, because you can't imagine where you're going to go, it's, it's going to be a wonderful journey and you just have to make sure you take the opportunities that are offered to you. Well, that is a great place to leave it. I really appreciate your time in this conversation. And thank you for sharing and being willing to give this talk. It turned out to be an extremely timely conversation that I'm sure many are going to find quite meaningful. Well, thank you, Andrew. I, I look forward to it. And I particularly look forward to the discussions afterwards. I think that's something that could be really, really important to have an opportunity to to ask more, answer more specific questions if uh, students or early career people would like to go a little deeper. And that's a great reason to try to be there when, when these talks happen so you can ask those questions directly. So thank you, Anna. We'll put the links to those, to that tour. And thank you for putting this together for the SEG members and geophysicists. Thank you. Thank you for listening to SEG's flagship podcast, Seismic Sound Off. SEG produces these episodes to benefit its members, the geophysics community, and inform the public on the value of the science. To show your support for the show, please share this episode with a friend, colleague, or manager that would enjoy hearing this show. Your recommendation is the single best action you can take on behalf of SEG's podcast. Go to the website at seg.org forward slash podcast to find all the episodes and learn how you can subscribe for free directly on your phone. Original music by Zach Bridges. This episode was hosted, edited, and produced by Andrew Gary at 51 Features. The SEG podcast team is Ted Bakamjan, Jennifer Crockett, Ali McGinnis, and Mick Sweeney. Thank you for listening. This is Seismic Sound Off, signaling off.